Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. And now your host, business expert, Andrew Roberts. Welcome to this podcast. Uh, This is Andrew Roberts. We've also got Greg Johnson, who is also co-founder of Farm Owners Academy. How are you going, Greg? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Andrew. How are you going? Really, really well, thank you. And I'm excited to to be discussing this topic around how to generate more profit by getting your financial records in order. And um, I'm sure you'd you'd agree, Greg, it's it's so easy for a business owner to to have a, a fair bit of chaos when it comes to their financial records. And I mean, just to just to kick things off, I mean, why do you think that is? Why do you think so many, not just farmers, but but people in business? Um, uh, really aren't, don't have a huge amount of control when it comes to record keeping and, and good financial data. Yeah, look, it's an interesting question, Andrew. I think probably a lot of people get into business um, as a technician. Uh, they don't necessarily view themselves as a business owner right from the start. It's not something they set out to do. They they fall into it either through, from in, in the case of farming, from being a, working for somebody on a farm or working for the family. Uh, on the on a, in the farm business, and all of a sudden, one day they're an owner, and um, and so um, they go from a situation where they're doing the work to all of a sudden running the business, and and I think a lot of people just don't understand how important it is to in any successful business that that the business management part of the business is um, is just such an important part to the overall success, and um, and you know you can be a very very good technical farmer, but if you don't uh, if you don't do the basics, the fundamental part of, of running the business well, then um, the business can be um, less than less successful than you'd like it to be. Look, and I see this enormously from coaching people outside of farming as well. I, I think what happens in addition to this, Greg, is, is people get busy, and unfortunately, prioritising. Um, checking in on, on where things are financially, good record keeping uh, is, is right down the bottom of the priority chain and, and farmers just don't get around to it. It's probably something as well that people just don't want to go near. It seems complicated. Um, I'm guessing it's just time. There's no time to get around to it. Um, but yeah, we're going to really educate you today on, on just how important this is and how just some simple tweaks can really uh, help you get get right on top of your financial, or on top of your financials, and and I'm certain that this will help you make more money. Um, and and I mean I'm sure you'd also agree with me, Greg. I mean what you focus on improves, correct? And 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 the first step to bring focus is to measure. Yep, that's absolutely right. And and I think one of the issues that people might suffer from too, some people is that they they may not necessarily enjoy um, doing the books or, or or the you know the financial part of running a business. Yeah. And uh, so that's a really important thing as well. If you don't enjoy it, if it's something you're not good at, then you know there are ways around that as well. You can you can you can employ um, the right labour on a contract basis to, to to look after your financials for you, so that you you're presented with the summary data that you need to be able to to know where the business is at any point of time, but not having to um, actually do the, the the hack work of putting the of, of putting all the data entry in yourself. Absolutely. So we're going to give you just some great um, tips and ideas to, to really gain financial mastery. And I just wanted to address this, this key word here, mastery. And it's one of the first things that we really work with when, when we take on a farmer as a client is, is helping them get, if you like, a base level mastery, um, number one, of, of their goals and where they're going. And secondly, of their mindset, mastering their mind. Thirdly, in their planning. And, and one of the key areas, fourthly, is, is this, this financial mastery. Um, and 
you know, if you look at money, money is, a, is such an interesting uh, area or, or, or idea that, that so many farmers and, and business owners and people in general have so many hang-ups over. Um, and we'll, we'll bring another podcast on this topic at another time. But, um, you know, money is, is such an area, Greg, I'm, I'm sure you, you'd see this enormously having worked with farmers for 35 years, but uh, people have significant hang-ups over money. Um, there's, there's negative beliefs around it. There's, there's these thoughts, uh, you know, I have to work hard to make a lot of money or, or you might have a, a thought or a belief that money, money's hard to come by or, or, you know, it comes in and it goes out just as quick and, and it can cause significant frustration and significant overwhelm and, and, and in many cases, Greg, significant conflict within the family um, cycle, correct? I mean, I'm sure you've seen this enormously. It has a, it has a huge power and a huge control over so many decisions and, and so much of how people run their businesses. Yep, it's not just farming. It's uh, It probably applies to, to, to most businesses and, 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 and a lot of families. Absolutely. And, and so the, the, the first big point that I want to make here, it's if you don't respect money, it won't respect you. Um, and so if you don't, it, it's, well, to put that into context, just for a moment, if you don't have appreciation for, say, your, your wife or your husband, um, they're not going to really stick around. And, and I find that the more that you can respect money, it's money's an energy, the more that you can um, put things in order and put systems around managing it, there's, there's I don't know how this even works, but there's a, an, an, an improvement in the flow of it to you. And so just putting these basics in place, putting this financial mastery in place um, will, will just naturally bring you and attract for you more money. Um, and this, this is proven, uh, if, you, if you look at even a child, a child really wants um, more order. They don't want chaos. Uh, if they're woken up at the same time, if there's order, if their environment around them is, is uh, easy to be around, then the child's happy. If there's chaos, if there's disorder, the child is, is not happy. And so what we're going to be educating you and showing you today is it might be a little bit of effort and energy setting up at the front end, but it will significantly bring you just more order. And you'd agree with me, Greg, when you, when you get these ideas in place, um, it's a significant reduction in stress and, and just a lot more peace of mind uh, will come, in, come into play. Would you, would you agree with that? Yes, and no, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you, 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 if you, if you have an understanding of, of where the business is at financially, and you, you know that you're in control of the finances of the business, then, and you're making the good decisions with the backing of good, good information around the current state of the business, uh, then, you know, then you definitely, um, you definitely are able to, uh, I, I guess, sleep more easily, uh, and um, and you, you should be more relaxed around, around your business because you, you you're not you're not flying in the dark. You're not uh, you're not making decisions um, uh, in the dark. Uh, you're making them on the back of, of very good information. Absolutely. So we're going to give you a bunch of ideas now that you can action, and uh, we'll we'll lead you with some great next steps. I'm also going to give you a really quirky um, money strategy that was taught to me by a billionaire which I found very out there some years ago, but um, I actually put it in place and, and yeah, whether it's coincidence or not, but it's brought a lot more money flow into my life as well. So I'll share that as well at the end of this. But the first thing I wanted to kick off with is the importance of putting a budget in place and on a monthly basis, really actualizing the figures as to you know where the money's going within your business, knowing, knowing the income and the outcoming. And, and for me, um, Having a business budget, 
is really about looking forward, particularly over the next 12 months, and me predicting you know, where's my income coming from and my, me also predicting where are my expenses going. And for me, this gives significant more control um, and just more confidence around handling my finances. I'm not winging it. I haven't got the head in the dirt. Um, but, but just to address from your perspective, Greg, why is it so important if you're running a farming business to set a budget? Well, I guess one of the big issues with farm with farming businesses is that there are a couple of major aspects of their business that they that they have little control over. So the first is the weather, um, and you know how much rain they get and when it, when it's going to rain, and the second is uh, the the market cycle, the market prices that they're going to um, um, be able to sell their products into when they finally get around to selling them. So, and and because um, because farming is a very lumpy business in terms of particularly in terms of income. Uh, then you know it's 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 quite hard to run a business um, and make good strategic decisions without having a forecast budget that's mm-hmm. a realistic forecast budget. So you might prepare a budget, for example, to take to the bank or your financier uh, that's aimed at um, encouraging them to continue to back you financially. But you know what what, what we're talking about is a realistic budget of what you truly believe that the year um, has in store for you that it's capable for the year um, and and. Once that budget's in place, you know you can, if if, you, if it's a realistic budget, you can actually benchmark the outcome of that budget and know what the sort of profit level for the business is going to be should that budget be achieved. Um, if in fact the profit level that um, the budget uh, that you've got in front of you is not uh, where you want it to be, then you know, it gives you the opportunity before the year even starts to go back and look look carefully at the budget and work out where changes can be made if changes can be made to actually achieve the outcome that you're you're wanting to achieve in terms of a profit scenario and then once you've got that budget in place then the the tracking of it monthly the understanding of what the business is doing monthly and and how it's tracking compared to your budget will will enable much better decision making to be made so you know if the season seasonal circumstances change or pricing circumstances change you can make decisions about the rest of the year and things that you can do to rescue the budget if in, in, in the case where the season's gone bad or and, and, and costs have gone up or um, the market prices have fallen and, and income's likely to go down. You can make some changes to your budget, you know, then and there um, for the remaining part of the of the financial year that's left uh, to you to, to action without waiting to get to the end of the financial year and then saying, oh, well, that was a pretty crook year. We, you know, it's, um, we, didn't, we didn't do too well then. There's, there's, it's, a, it's a way of being much more proactive about, um, about forecasting what the outcomes for the business might be and then tracking the budget along to, to achieve those outcomes. It's a, it really is a very, very powerful tool in, in farming. Very powerful and, and it's such a, a base level um, skill part of this financial mastery. And so, Greg, from your perspective, how does a business owner or farmer um, bring this discipline in? So, I mean, you mentioned updating this on a monthly basis. Would you suggest they do it what, in the first week or the last week of the month? When, how, do, how do they get into the habit or the routine of doing this on a monthly basis? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it really matters. Um, I mean, generally for... For most of your creditors, they'll they'll require payment by the end of the month. So I think it's probably a prudent time to update your budget. You know, after the end of the month. So I, I, when I um, when I look at my um, scorecard um, and and uh, and budget update for my business, um, I'm doing that in the first week of, of each month because by that stage I know that all of the, the uh, outstanding creditors have been paid 
um, and um, you know I've had time to just go through and and do the data entry that needs to be done so that I can actually look at the consolidated figures for that month and update my, my budget accordingly so I think probably the beginning of the month is the ideal time it probably doesn't really matter it's it's more the discipline of, of doing it on a monthly basis but yeah. but certainly um, you know the, the the end of the month uh, or sorry early in the month um, is, is a good time um, because it, it basically the previous month has been brought to a close yeah, and if I was going to add my two cents in here, what gets scheduled will get done. And if you're not in the habit of doing this, particularly in the early stages, just, just put something in your calendar that reminds you on a monthly basis to go and update the budget um, and obviously you know, put the actuals in there. And so you'll, you'll just stay on top of this. And, and it really will. The habit will form after a few months. And so this really segues into the, the second um, area on financial mastery, Greg, and, and the importance of production and financial benchmarking. Um, so can I just get your input as to why this is such a critical and, and important step for farmers to take? Yeah, so benchmarking of, of your farm business is a, is, is a really, really uh, important way of, of, of tracking, A, tracking where the businesses come from, and and forecasting where the business is going um, um, because of the as I mentioned before because of the variable nature of, of farming in terms of seasons and prices um, it's there's it, the income and the profit figures and so forth bounce around uh, from year to year um, and, and so you know it's, it's often hard to look at a business from the outside and a farming business from the outside and get a really good handle on on where it's going but if you if you benchmark your farm business, and particularly if you track the KPIs that are important to driving the value in your business, if you track them over time, you know five to seven years, then the trend graphs, the trends that, that emerge in those KPIs over that period of time, um, are very very indicative of the performance of the business um, and where it's where it's headed. Um, and so you, you are able to, um, to to use business benchmarking as part of a continuous improvement program to help inform. The, the next year's budget, the next year's decision-making program, in terms of you know what you're going to put in place, what you're going to focus on, and where you're going to spend discretionary capital, um, it also helps you to, to to make decisions about whether or not um, the performance of the business is as good as it should be. Particularly if you're, you're dealing with a benchmarking scenario that allows you to look at the wider industry that you're involved in, the industries that you're involved in, and, and just see how your KPIs compare to the KPIs in the industry in general. Um, and 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 once again, it, it it's very very good way of of tracking the results of of anything that you're implementing that's 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 designed to improve the overall performance and profitability of your business over time. It's a it's a great way of tracking uh, the performance in that area there. So so I, I think it's it's a fundamental activity that should be undertaken in all farm businesses, um, um, in all businesses, in fact, and and certainly it's part it's part of. Um, it's a, it's a constant part of my business activity here um, is, is looking at farm uh, at farm budgets and, and farm performance um, and also tracking the, the performance of my own business uh, against um, Australian um, averages. Yeah, and obviously, um, Greg, what, any ideas or tips you'd even share here to keep this process simple for a farmer as they're going along uh, throughout the year so to, to really help them pull that data and information together when it comes to benchmarking time? Yeah, look, I think it's just a question of, of really understanding the sort of information that, that you need to be able to perform a farm benchmark, farm production and financial benchmark. Um, pretty well everything that's required is being recorded in one way or another by, by almost all farmers. It's just that it's not always kept in a way that's easy to retrieve the information. And so 
understanding what information needs to be kept and then and then keeping that, that information in a consolidated central location and updating it um, when the when the information um, comes to hand I think is the easiest way to do it it's um, that means that when you get to the end of the year and you and you want to put your financial benchmark um, together your your data for that financial benchmark to be uh, to be run together it's all it's all there in the one location it's all you don't have to go um, scrabbling around through all sorts of bits and pieces of records to try and understand what it is that um, um, what happened for the year so you know one of the things I see commonly unfortunately is that people keep um, keep notes in in you know elders note Cooper's notebooks or those sorts of things and so to find the information that they need for things like you know their landmarking results or you know a whole range of different inputs and outputs from the farm that they have to scrabble through um, several of these um, of these Cooper's notebooks or scraps of paper or whatever trying to just remember where they wrote it all down and, and, and bring it together which is a real chore at the end of a year um, whereas if you just to set up some simple recording um, spreadsheets or, or those opportunities to, to just to record that data into as and when it occurs you come to the end of the year it's all ready to go yeah and I mean from my perspective um, what you measure improves there's just something about even just recording and tracking things you're doing Greg there's just it's just a natural focus that that will actually improve those particular figures so benchmarking just from measuring it um, you'd agree with me that there's just a natural desire that that uh, human has to want to improve on that information correct yeah there's, there's no doubt about that I mean we as as, as human beings we have this wonderful gift of of being able to focus our energy and and um, and intellect on on anything we want to basically and so when we do that when we do focus on things and apply um, energy and, and intellect to those to those areas then in, in, in pretty well all cases um, uh, we will get improvements in those areas and long-term benchmarking studies in Australia have shown that, that the farmers who benchmark are significantly more profitable than the farmers that don't it's a it's a it's it's been shown time and time again to be the case um, and and why is that the reason well the reason for that is because those farmers that benchmark on a regular basis um, are interested in knowing what their business is doing number one and use the information as part of their strategic um, decision-making process um, and understand a lot more about their their farm business where it's come from and where it's going than probably the people who are not benchmarking so so I think that's the that, that that's the key um, if you do want to if you do want to improve the the um, output and the outcome um, in terms of profitability and productivity from your farm then benchmarking is, is, is probably an essential first step absolutely and, and by the way if you want any further information on that just just send an email over to us at support at farmownersacademy.com and um, we can provide some more information around helping you get that that off the ground um, so really the first thing we spoke about was having your budgets in place and, and updating that on a monthly basis good production and financial benchmarking which is recording your figures being able to make good strategic decisions I just wanted to then introduce this third concept uh, Greg which is beware the vacuum and again this is a area that people in general just um, are not aware of this, this, this concept or this universal law called a vacuum and the easiest way for me to describe a vacuum is if you create space in your life, uh, we, nature wants to fill that space. So if you go and dig a hole on the beach, nature will want to fill that hole in. Um, if you go and clean out your wardrobe, uh, particularly if you're, if you're a shopping mother or something like this, uh, typically you'll want to fill that wardrobe with new stuff. Um, if a guy goes and cleans out the garage, 
um, over two or three years that you'll fill, you'll fill that space in. So every time you create space, we want to fill it. Uh, it's a fantastic tool if you, if you want to expand a business or expand things in life. It's just looking to create more space. But the problem with money, Greg, and, and this is probably very applicable in, in the farming space, um, there's a great season and their prices are excellent and all of a sudden all of this income hits, hits the bank account. And if you're not careful, uh, it's very easy to all of a sudden have that, that sense or, of, wow, you know, we're doing really, really well. Um, and, and I'm guessing around probably June time, uh, there's a desire or a need to go out and, and um, buy a new header or a new Toyota or, or something that might not be necessary, Greg, to either, you know, reduce tax or to clear out some of that income. And, and um, this is just a, a big area, correct, of, of financial mastery is, is learning to um, be disciplined, to, to utilize some of that income to, to allocate towards wealth creation. Um, I mean, how, how would you elaborate more on this particular point, beware the vacuum, Greg? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really important one. You know, the, the farming is a very, by, as an, um, at, its, at its core, is a very lumpy income business. Um, income often comes in over a very short period of time. And so there'll be, you know, mad, wild swings in the trading account between significant overdraft to significant surplus. And, mm. and so the management of both of those, of both the overdraft and the surplus, is a really important part of, of uh, making the money work for you. Um, certainly, you know, if you, when you get into a situation where you've got surplus in a trading account, you don't want to leave it sitting there earning nothing for you. You want to make sure that, you know, it, you, you put it off for a short period of time somewhere where it can actually make some, some money for you and, 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 you know, generate a bit more uh, income for the rather than just sitting there uh, doing nothing. And similarly, when, you know, when you're in overdraft, you want to make sure that um, the overdraft is kept to the absolute minimum that it can be because, you know, it's a costly way of, of financing um, any sort of a business, so so certainly you know that, that's a, they're, they're really important issues. But but the, the second issue that you touched on, Andrew, is a really important issue, and that is that you know if if unfortunately for a lot of businesses, and not just farming businesses, a lot of business owners um, have this phobia around paying tax. And you know whilst I certainly would support anybody structuring in a way and running their affairs in a way that minimises the tax that they pay, that's just part of good business management. Um, paying tax is a part of being a profitable business, and and so you know, there's nothing wrong with paying a bit of tax, and and so if all of your business decisions are are, are driven by by minimising or not paying any tax, then then in most circumstances those decisions won't be very wealth effective or wealth generating effective decisions. Um, it, it, there's not very many circumstances. In fact, there's no circumstances that I can think of where where paying interest on a on a regular basis. So, for example, if you're maintaining a um, uh, if you're maintaining a loan, uh, a, a, a fixed loan in a in a farm, um, and you're not paying down the principal of that purely for the basis that you're, you're trying to minimise the the, the uh, tax that you're paying, then if you actually look at the after-tax um, effect of, of of paying the interest on that loan um, and then paying tax on the balance of the, the the profit that's left after the interest has been deducted from your taxable income, versus just paying the tax on on the the um, the income as if you didn't have that loan in the first place. You always come out better off from a wealth perspective, paying the interest on not having the loan and paying the interest, uh, paying the, the tax on the on the extra profit. So, so really, you know, it's it's a false economy, and and I think that too many too many times um, um, business owners and farming farming owned business owners get sort of um, cajoled, I suppose. They just they just have this thing about not paying tax, and they and so they do everything they can to 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 
get rid of income, taxable income, um, and often the expenditure decisions they make are really not great decisions. And I think it's it's, it's something that's uh, it's very very important to to um, to consider when when we're looking at any of these um, um, capital um, allocation decisions that are made in farming. Absolutely, and I mean the whole purpose ultimately, Greg, is to generate great cash flow from your business and then utilize that that cash flow to, to buy your assets and then you know through the assets let allow the assets to create the the income of which you can you can buy your toys or experiences holidays etc and I think that really is a cycle of business and uh, particularly in farming as well where you can have uh, you might have three or four great years correct and and um, you, you've forgotten about that that tough year that's just around the corner and and really getting ahead in those great years being disciplined to not spend money and discipline not to buy you know not to buy things you don't need and and discipline of, of investing um, and and I think that's such a, another area of uh, respecting your money when you particularly you know the, the old saying get you work hard for your money um, and then learn the skills to get your money working hard for you uh, so yeah absolutely absolutely critical and um, look, I just wanted to finish with, with the last one, Greg, which uh, you, you might laugh at, but uh, I, I wanted to share it anyway. It's a bit out there. And I was having a coaching session with a coach of mine. This is about a decade or so ago. And um, he, he helped me really get great financial mastery in place. And, and so all those things were in place. And I just said to him, what else could I do to, to generate more, more positive flow of, of money in my life? You know, what, what am I missing here? And this particular guy is a pretty out there guy. It's quite when you when you have the opportunity to work with um, guys like that, they, they really have some. They're very open minded and very out there. And, and he introduced me to Feng Shui, and it was interesting because I'd never heard of it. But but um, he said to me, his recommendation was Andrew, go and get yourself a plant where the plant um, represents money. So, so maybe the leaves look a little bit like a coin. And, and he suggested, he, he recommended a book, which I read, I can't even remember on Feng Shui, but he said, put it in the back left-hand corner of your house. And he said, look, even if you don't um, believe in, in, in energy, um, Chinese are very big on this Feng Shui. At the time, I had the creepy crawlies on the, my back. I was very skeptical of this. Um, but he said, look, even if you don't believe in the energy, he said, what I want you to do is, is when you walk into your house, look after that plant water it, make sure, help it grow, you know, give it nutrients and just remind yourself that by looking after that plant, when you, when you see it, when you look after it, it's, it's a metaphor almost to take care of your money. Um, and I remember I've, I put that in place, yeah, over a decade ago now and it's just something that's stuck with me for the last 10 years. It, it's something that reminds me that, that money is, a, is an important part of life. Um, you don't need it to be happy, but, but obviously it significantly helps. Um, it is part of life. We, we need money to, to survive. And um, that's a quirky out there idea, but I, I found ever since doing that, I don't know how or why, but um, things have flowed significantly more easier for me. It's, it's a, you know, as that plant's growing, um, I'm able to just remind myself of gratitude that there's a lot of benefits that came with it. So I just wanted to share that for a very out there idea. Um, but I encourage you to, to do it because it's, it's, it's a reminder, it's a lock-in of this particular topic that we're speaking about. It's a positive thing to have around a home and uh, a, great, a great reminder. So um, whether you do that or not, it's up to you, but I just thought I'd share it. All right, Greg, so just to summarise, um, the, the next steps are get yourself on a budget, set it up, don't delay, start now. 
Um, obviously updating that on a monthly basis. Get yourself into benchmarking. If you need further information, email us. Um, thirdly, watch the vacuum. Get yourself onto a financial plan. Just, just be very wary of the vacuum. And for those that are a bit out there and interested, buy yourself a money plan because it will remind you and, and embed a lot of these learnings. So on that note, Greg, do you have anything else that you'd like to add from final thoughts? No, no, other than to say that, you know, really, what are we in business for? You know, we're really in business in the end to create wealth for ourselves and our family. Um, that's that's the end goal. And, and, and you know, a business can be a, a really fun ride um, when you get everything right, but it could also be very, very difficult if you don't. So, so I, I'd certainly encourage you, all of you to um, to think carefully about the about this part, this part of business, this 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 issue around money and and um, and, and doing the job well. And and um, I, I'm sure it will, will make your life um, significantly more more simple. Absolutely. So, thank you, Greg. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks, Andrew. Bye bye.